Hello, and welcome to the premier podcast of Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry. Spotlight, Spot Conversation. I'm your host, Clayton Big Trigger Coley Sr., and I'd like to thank you for joining me today. On Spotlight Conversations, we'll be having down-to-earth conversations with artists of both the jazz and poetry genres and get their take on their historical and cultural importance of these two art forms and about their careers. For the first program, however, I'd like to start off with an interview of me by the co-founder of SOJPRadio.com, Celestial Dancer, a.k.a. Donna Curvin. It's an older interview, but one which really tells the story of the beginnings of Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry and shares some insight into myself. So again, welcome to the maiden voyage of Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry's podcast, Spotlight, Spotlight, Conversation, Conversation. my pleasure at this time to bring to you an interview with someone uh, whom I have a lot of respect for, both professionally and personally, and someone that I've had the pleasure of not only knowing, but working side by side with for the past three plus years. Um, I'd like to introduce Clayton Big Trigger Corley Sr. Hi, Clayton. Hello, how are you? I'm fine, and you know, this this has been a moment that I've been waiting for for a long, long time. I know I had mentioned to you a while back that I wanted to interview you, and so here we are making this happen, making this a reality, and first of all, let me thank you for taking the time, because I know, if nobody else knows, I know how busy you are. Um, and I appreciate you taking the time to um, just let me pick your brain and find out a little bit more about you. This is an awkward moment for us because we both um, use you know, different air names, and you can use Celestial Dancer or Donna, but for okay. the sake of, of the listeners so they know who you're talking about, okay. Celestial Dancer. Okay. All right, look, Celestial Dancers, it's uh, an extreme honor for me to be just as you have been, you know, uh, waiting for this moment to occur. I've been waiting also. I'm very excited about the possibilities of being on your program because uh, 
you know, I, I've listened to your show uh, on numerous occasions, and it's just so um, it's just so refreshing uh, your program and the guests that you've had on your program, and you know the different poets and and the poetry that you've been playing, musicians. I mean, it's just it's an honor for me just to be on your show. Well. If you look at it that way, then you are or should feel right at home among the celebrities that have been featured on, on Bodies at Rest. I consider you a celebrity, and, and as we go on with this interview, I think the audience members will realize just why that is. So without further ado, um, can we get started with the interview? Because I've got some wonderful questions to ask you. Um, first of all, please, just for the sake of the Bodies at Rest audience, if you would just tell us a little bit about Clayton Corley Sr. We know about Big Trigger being the host of, and the founder, and the whole inspiration behind Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry, which we're going to find a little bit more about later on, too. But right now, I'd like you to share with the audience, because we know that at some point during the day, you're not Big Trigger, you're Clayton Corley Sr. And so tell us a little bit about what Clayton Corley Sr. is is about, about his life, his education, his interests, occupation, just as much as you want to share without going too much in, into detail, but just share with us your, your, your mild-mannered side. All right, and and I, I guess you said about the detail because, you know, I can chop it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I was... Uh, I was born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and grew up in West Philly. And uh, I attended uh, high school, West Philly High School, Speed Boys Go Speed Boys. And um, in 1976, I went to school after that to the University of Pennsylvania with the hospital of the University of Pennsylvania and Pennsylvania Hospital to um, become a respiratory therapist. And I've been doing that now, practicing that for the past 30 years. And I've been at the same uh, central location for those 30 years. So I guess longevity has its place. Plus, the uh, hospital that I work at is five minutes away from where I live at. So, you know, that has its advantages, especially in the wintertime. I'm married for 22 years. I have four children. My daughter is a, is a naval officer down in Norfolk, Virginia. She's my oldest, 27, and I have a son, 20, uh, another son, 17, and another son, 13. And they keep me on my toes. And I also am a published author and poet, but mainly, you know, I like to write short stories. Uh, that's what I really like to do. And that's the short of the long story. Wow. And again, when you and I first started to become friends and become acquainted about three plus years ago, when I found out that when you weren't doing super amazing things on, on the virtual airways with Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry, you were actually doing super amazing things in the real world as a lifesaver, as a respiratory therapist. And, and that just put me in that much more awe of you and what you bring to the world. And so I think that's fantastic. And in terms of longevity, you know, I, I'm aware as, as a career counselor that there's just a change in the trend now where there are a lot of people that are having three, four, and five 
different careers in their working lifetime and to speak to someone who is relatively still young in age who has been dedicated and committed to one profession for 30 years is absolutely amazing so I, I applaud you on that and now that we've learned so many wonderful things about Clayton Corley Sr. Now is the time for you to get that great big smile on your face and tell us about your baby, Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry. Yes. How did that come about? Come on, let it rip. <laughs> well, that's just a subject that I, I definitely am in love with. I um, <clears throat> In April of 2006, um, I was on a message board, a poetry board, and um, the subject came up about doing a program, you know, to add on to the uh, to the poetry website that I belong to. So I said, you know, I, of course, I was one of the first ones to put my hand up without really having a plan, but I sat back and thought about it and, and thought about some of the, you know, the passions that I have and um, music primarily jazz is one of them and uh, one where I was raised around from a child uh, listening to jazz and, and you know learning about the different artists and the, the instrumentation and um, you know along with the writing aspect or the poetry because I have been writing poetry I guess since junior high school until now and you know I always remembered watching uh, on television sometimes a lot of the um, I guess around the I guess the, the black arts movement period or the beatnik period where they would be in a club and they would have the jazz musicians playing and you know the poets would get up and speak and I, I always thought that was a, a you know a, a good form of entertainment and um, so I gave that a try since I had a knowledge and a love for both and uh, my goal was to put together uh, jazz musicians and their contemporaries um, in most cases, but in a lot of cases, it's, you know, an early jazz musician, maybe from the 1940s or 1950s and matching them up with some of our current poets and, you know, blending both art forms. And um, it's been going strong since 2006. And I'm very proud of that, and um, the response that I've gotten is has just been tremendous with that. Wow. That's just amazing to hear not only what the inspiration for SOJP Radio was, but also, you know, how you just kind of morphed it into this, uh, this really amazing program that is Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry today. Um, well, I have to... I really have to give, um, you know, the majority of the props to my parents because, um, you know, they helped nurture my, 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 my dad and my mother with the jazz and the poetry, uh, respectively. Um, they helped nurture that whole thing from the time that I was, I would say, about seven, you know, or eight years old, um, especially with the jazz because my my parents really love to entertain and they also like to hustle too I'm, most of the older people I'm 51 years old so a lot of people um, may remember back in the day when they used to have speakeasies and my parents ran a speakeasy and 
you know, I was the one that was voted to play the music while they were down entertaining. And, you know, they, they'd be like, you know what we want to hear. You know the kind of music we want to hear. And it was jazz, you know, straight up. Um, you know, Duke Ellington, Coltrane, Nancy Wilson, you know, Earl Garner, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, even though I wasn't really a lover of that music, I did what I was told, you know, I'm a child and, and listening to my parents, you know, so. But while that music was playing, um, and they were albums, because a lot of, you know, today everything is MP3s and CDs, but back in the day it was vinyl. and um, Like real yeah. albums, right? <laughs> yeah, real real albums. Get in right. there, but the... <laughs> that's exactly right you know vinyl for real you know and and with the record players that you would put a stack of records on and they would drop down one at a time you know until it finished playing but you know while i was listening to that music and and while they were entertaining i was reading the album covers and um learning about the the artists that were performing you know and um it's just stuck with me ever since it's been I guess I've been collecting music now for over 40 years, so. Well, that is fantastic, and, and for 40 years of collecting uh, music that has to be really just like a quintessential library of, of, of jazz music and artistry, so that is absolutely fabulous. And so I'm going to ask you to hang on. Um, I'm going to actually play one of the tracks that you so graciously shared with me um, with you reciting some poetry and afterwards we'll be back to continue um, our interview you are listening to bodies at rest and i'm your host celestial dancer and we are currently in the midst of one of this century's greatest show hosts clayton big trigger corley senior and we'll be back No limitation, no limitation, no limitation. When you hold me close and we look into each other's eyes, it's almost as if time stands still. There are no worries. There are no fears. All that is important is this moment. Our moment. A space and time set aside just for you and I. Hold me closer. Kiss me. Kiss me. Kiss me again. The very thought of you has the ability to melt me. I can feel your presence even before I can see you laying here. There is nothing that I want more than to have you for my very own. No limitation. My greatest joy has been finding myself sharing time and space within your domain, learning the inner workings of your mind while exploring the hills and valleys of your exterior landscape. And because our intimacy gives me such a natural high, I find myself existing on cloud nine, with no thought of ever returning to Earth's atmosphere. 
breathing your refined air as I whisper naughty secrets to tantalize your ears, knowing instantly that it's only been me lacking you to complete the true picture. Wishing I could freeze time, but knowing I cannot. While our union perpetuates eternally, our souls combine in that vacuum that knows no limitations or aggravations of the everyday world. Your piercing eyes ignite a feeling that burns deeply in my soul. No other has ever sparked an emotion that seems to carry me to a place where pleasures live. Temptations and sensual desires overwhelm every part of my consciousness, encouraging me to indulge in such hedonistic sensations that will propel me to reach that climax that so many view as so powerful. With your smooth caresses and warm glances, you have managed to capture that part of me that runs free giving me an opportunity to experience this feeling of calmness and serenity that has surprisingly left me speechless. Not wanting it to ever end, but knowing that you will be here waiting for another chance to showcase your magic, making this experience something truly worth waiting for. As you lay beside me glowing, and I'm infinitely thankful that you belong to me and that you will forever be my girl. No limitation, no limitation. This is Celestial Dance, and we are currently in an interview with the incomparable Clayton Big Tricker Corley, founder and host of Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry. Clayton, you still with me? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm Fabulous. still here, Celestial Dancer. So my next question is, if jazz were a person, what do you think he or she would look like? Wow. <laughs> I could offer, you know what? I could, <laughs> for, your, for your listeners... I could always depend on one of those either questions or comments where you have to really think, you know, and, and I applaud you for that. I mean, uh, but if, if if Jazz were a person, what would it look like? I think it would, I think it would look very young, like a child, because, um, you know, Jazz is always sounds fresh. To me, no matter what musician it is, um, if they're playing real jazz, then it's always a fresh sound. You always hear something new. It's always different phrases, and it always tends to surprise you. And that, to me, is just like a child. So I think it would be, you know, a child or, or look like a child or have childish tendencies. That's what jazz would do for me. Wow. You know... I'll share this with you. Whenever I write questions, interview questions, I always, just for the sake of being a, a, a fair interviewer, I always try to answer them 
as if they were being asked of me just to determine number one if the question is a feasible question and honestly when i attempted to answer that question if jazz were a person what would he or she look like the first thing that came to mind would be childish appearance because jazz can elicit so many emotions it can be very playful it can be very somber it can be very sad it can be questioning it can be hungry it can be temperamental it can be a number of things and each of those emotions is unbridled and without any adult angst or or drama attached to it they're just honest emotions and the only personage that I could think of that has that is a child. It's just amazing that you would say that that you think it would be very very young. I mean just uh, that kind of blows me away. And um, you know, you know how jazz is, you know, being that I, you know, I I know that you have a love of jazz as well that it's um you know, it's it does different things for different people. It means different, you know, everyone will get something different out of listening to jazz whether it's um you know an experience a life experience that you may have had or even if it's a, a dream that you have of something that you would like to do jazz you know with the um improvisation you know it does that you know to you it just takes you in a lot of different places and and sometimes it takes you to places where you've never been before mm-hmm. um you know or it takes you to places where you've been before that you've been wanting to get back to exactly um, and and that's what i think the unique um the unique thing about jazz is wow that's that's i i appreciate so much your response on that and your perspective on that um because it's not i don't think that jazz just like poetry is an entity that can be really categorized in one category because it it does um have so many morphable um tendencies and and impacts on different people um but uh, i agree that um it's just so youthful it's so it's so pure in what it does and 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 what it elicits and and that purity um to me and obviously to you too is something that is associated with um a childish quality rather than mm-hmm. you know adults who who um learn to grow into um impurity for right. lack of a better description mm-hmm. um what are three things that you want the spotlight on jazz and poetry audience members to walk away with after either listening to a show or attending a, a, a live SOJP show what do you want them to walk away with well i think i think first of all just the the uh the element or the, the the importance of the historical side um, because this is uh, jazz is definitely um, African American classical music it was born from out of the experiences of uh, you know the the our ancestors and, and the slave uh, slave period uh, in our history and um, so you know that aspect and being able to see how it has um grown and matured and um 
um, you know, just held people, held them, their imaginations captive for so long. Um, another thing is just the, the fact that it's, you know, a relaxing type of music or that it's really accessible because a lot of people will say jazz is like, man, that's real deep. You know, that's real heavy. You got to be like an intellectual to listen to this music. And you really don't. It's, it's really very accessible music. And, um, you know, you can dance to it. You can sit back and just groove to it or you can meditate to it or you can exercise to it. You can cook to it because I've done just about all of those things, uh, you know, while listening to jazz. And the other thing is that they get to know a little bit more about me as a person and, and um, you know, get to see just how serious and how playful and, and how funny and how emotional I can be as a person by the different types of jazz that you might hear presented on one of the programs or either on one of the live shows. So that's, that's about the three things, I think. Wow. That's, that's, that's fantastic um, to have that perspective and to want to gift your audience members, you know, with those three special things. Uh, this is Celestial Dancer. You're listening to Bodies at Rest, and we are currently um, in the midst of interviewing the host and founder of Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry, Clayton Big Trigger Corley Sr., um, who was not only um, my friend and my partner, but also my brother from another mother. So um, <laughs> That's right. this, is, this is a very special treat for me. I mean, we talk frequently. Um, we are business partners. Um, we're both poets. Um, and lovers of jazz music, but it's rare that I get a chance to publicly pick your brain. So, um, and I'm, I'm loving every moment of this, but thank you for the opportunity to do this. Oh, yes, I'm, I'm having a good time, and like I said earlier, it's, it's an honor just to be listening in, in the same room with you, but on the same line with you is just unbelievable, too. You know what I mean? And I'm you know, you ever smile, you ever smile so much, man, that after you finish smiling, it still feels like your face is smiling. Absolutely. And Absolutely. that's 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 what I have going on over here right now. Wow. So it's it's wow. a good that's, feeling. That's cool. That's cool. We're going to move on with the interview. But before we do, I'd like to take a moment to play another track by Clayton Big Trigger Corley Sr., who, for those SOJP listeners who may be listening to this interview, you get the treat of hearing the poetic side of Big Trigger. As I look glaringly through your ocean-filled eyes, the portal to your enticing soul, I am captivated in your world. You own me. As my eyelids fall heavy and my eyes close, our spirits draw closer. Our bodies a warm fire that begin to become one. 
as our lips gracefully embrace. We become dizzy, spinning through the stars, traveling through all of the heavens and earth, experiencing every beautiful place life has to offer. Our bodies begin to shiver as we are overwhelmed with spine-tingling chills, shocking our very essence. All the while, the passion burns every inch of our being. Our bodies move as though we are locked in slow motion, but our souls dance beyond the speed of light. Wrapped in your essence and aroma, I passionately caress your entire being. Your hands reach out, gripping my mind like a vice as my tongue soon begins to explore this enchanting land. While tasting your pure emotion, my ears tingle at your sultry sounds of ecstasy. Then, as I slowly ease our bodies together, you begin to claw through my back as the rapture hits and rips through your body. With every slow thrust, the passion and pleasure tear through your senses. Our souls complete and our bodies as one. My very essence tingles inside of you. Passion lies in this room, overflowing with the sound of our beating hearts. The aroma of your arousal fills the air with its sweetness. My eyes still closed. I feel your feathery touch caressing my mind and soul. I gasp as the blood races through. In the stillness, I begin to ride the wave, tumbling into your swells of ecstasy. Icy chills dance down my spine, beginning their journey towards that fire that dwells within. Pleasure rests in the corners of my imagination, causing my soul to sigh as ice meets fire upon the surface of desire. Thirst replete, my spirit returns to a sensuous repose. So, this is how one makes love. Well, welcome back, and we are currently interviewing the one and only founder, host of Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry, Clayton Big Trigger Corley Sr. Clayton, you still there? Yes, I'm still here and having a good time. <laughs> All right, because you know if you hang up, I know how to dial you back. <laughs> but uh, we're going to move on with the interview. How do you go about marrying jazz musicians and poets in such a way that you yield these wonderful blends for the show. How do you do that? Well, I think it's it's mainly um, you know just just hearing and and I hear sometimes when I'm I'm listening to different poets uh, you know do their thing and uh, you know sometimes I hear music when they're doing their poetry and uh, the same holds true for musicians when they're when they're playing their instruments or or going through a solo or whatever the case may be telling their story uh through the music then i hear poetry as well and um you know i hear a lot of tonage and a lot of the you know the different changes and the movements 
um, in the, the various pieces, you know, whether it's poetry or or um, jazz, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, uh, it, sometimes it takes a little. I mean, I really have to listen closely, but I get an idea of you know each one's flow and what would go, you know, or who would go, um, you know, nicely with, or who would blend nicely with their, uh, you know, with their work. So it's, it's it's mainly the ear and just just feeling the you know the vibe and and <clears throat> listening to the different flows of the artists and you know I uh, you know put them together and, and uh, nine times out of ten well maybe eight times out of ten they sound really well you know once I figure out who I think would would mesh well with the other and um, you know the rest is the rest is history. And you know that that sounds. I mean, when you were answering that question, when you said just just hearing and listening, I mean, you you took it to a level of not just being a a sense, one of the five senses, but an art. Um, you know, you have to listen for the flows of a poet and and be able to pair that with the flows of a jazz musician. I mean, granted you have showcased musicians that have specialized on instruments varying from trumpet, saxophone, to piano or bass. I mean, just almost any instrument that you can think of, you've showcased on Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry. And to be able to to match the flow of those different instruments with the flow of this really eclectic group of, of poets that you've also featured on the show, I find it absolutely amazing. And I'm going to take this moment to do this, and I'm, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but you're on the spot. This is an interview. <laughs> oh, I have the privilege of working with you kind of behind the scenes. The stuff that I do with Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry is totally behind the scenes. But I get such a charge out of the fact that I am the very first person that gets to hear the shows. Because I get to hear the shows before we actually upload them to the website. And I'm telling you, they... I, I listen to those shows, and each time I listen to a different show, it's, it's like this amazing piece of artwork, a, a new piece of artwork that you've put up on a pedestal, and, you know, we've just kind of put the spotlight on and you know i get to see it before we open the doors it's amazing it's absolutely amazing that you keep it fresh you keep it entertaining you keep it informative and you keep it seamless each and every time that you finish a show so i applaud you for that you know i applaud you you know as a as a partner i applaud you also as an sojp listener so thank oh. you for that. Uh, thank give, you very you know, much. I, I really appreciate that. www.sojpradio.com. That's S as in Sam, O as in Orange, J as in Jump, P as in Paul, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com. And um, listen to some of the best jazz and, and poetic talents 
on the planet, as is often said by someone. I'm not going to say who that is. <laughs> um, but, you know, you get a chance to learn a lot about the um, the musicians and the, the poets, the artists in general. And you can also log on to the liner notes. And, you know, if, for those that don't know, the liner notes um, were the inserts in the albums that told about the artist and about the compositions and uh, that that are contained in the albums. They used to call them liner notes. So a liner notes page tells the, you know, gives you more detailed information about the artist that are featured on the show. And you could, on the front page of the www.sojpradio.com website, and it'll link you directly to the liner notes. And, you know, the program is available 24-7 all of the time no matter what time you want to listen to it you'll get a chance to hear some fantastic entertainment extremely dynamic programming coming up on Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry wow I'm excited just listening to it and at the same time I realize I've got a lot of work ahead of me um, in terms of designing web graphics for all these fantastic poets and musicians but I love it. I love every moment of that, ready to present all this fabulous work that you do. So I'm very excited about that. And thank you for giving us here at Bodies at Rest that insight. I'm going to take another quick break here at Bodies at Rest and share another piece by Clayton Big Trigger Corley Sr. And then, as always, we'll be back. I'm in the midst of your warm, gentle rain. It has me dreaming and steaming. I'm slowly going insane. One gets caught in your gentle storm. It feels so refreshing. No rain gear required. Your floodgates being opened leaves my mind and body so inspired. I'm amused by your genius. I'm in the midst of your gentle rain. Let your sweet love pour upon me. I'm drenched, and I'm quenched, and I'm overwhelmed. Can't you see? I'm in the midst. You chose the time and space, and I'm amused by your genius. I bow to your flowing grace, the very essence of Venus. I'm in the midst of your gentle rain. Your April song is being played a cappella. Our romance in and I'll dance as we dream. I won't need an umbrella. Your kisses are like lightning, with passions like thunder. Your waves cascade around me, thereby pulling me under. The sweet mist of your gentle rain makes all succulent roses grow. I'm in the midst, and yet when the rain finally ends, it brings forth. A beautiful rain I'm in the midst of your gentle rain Let your sweet love pour upon me And I'm amused by your genius I bow to your flowing grace The very essence The very essence The very essence All right, all right So we have learned 
some amazing facts and perspectives, not only about you and your personal life as a lifesaver in the healthcare profession, but also about Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry, the inception of the program, the inspiration behind the program, um, and the content of the program. So now, I've got another question for you. Um, What legacy do you want Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry to leave in the pages of history? Wow. Well, you know, just that it it was an, an... A program that's that was innovative, you know. I think is the main thing, you know, that it was it wasn't the the same old run of the mill, you know, jazz program or or you know um, poetry program. That it was different, and it attempted to um, you know to break to break a lot of barriers, you know, with the um, you know, with the misconception or, or misinformation that jazz um, is for intellectuals, and and you know we know that it's not that it's really uh, accessible, and and that our young people, you know, especially get to learn the history, uh, you know, of jazz and of poetry and really get interested in maybe wanting to to you know be a musician or or be a writer um wow. you know as well i think that's real important but mainly the the innovation the innovativeness of the program and the the uh you know where they put the historical uh importance uh of jazz and and poetry i think is is a legacy that or, you know, that I would like people to remember about the program. Wow. Well, I, I agree with you 100 um, percent. And I'm pretty sure that if nothing else, Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry will be remembered, first of all, for being such an innovative venue um, for jazz musicians, um, both established as well as those, as you say, on the cusp of greatness. Um, And for poets, both traditional, recognized, and up and coming. Um, But I love, I love the fact that you said that it could possibly be an inspiration to a child of the future or a person of the future um, to encourage them to go on and pursue uh, the love of uh, jazz or, or poetry by um, actually partaking in either of those arts. I think that's amazing. Um, <clears throat> well, with the you know, it's, it's that that part is really important. The educational side is, I feel, is always important because I mean, you know, uh, your education is is one thing that that can't be taken away from you. Mm-hmm. You know, the more you learn, you know, the better you are. And uh, you know, if you the more things that you know, the more, uh, uh, what's the word, the in-demand, um, you know, you can be as an individual, um, you know, in the workplace or, or just as a, uh, you know, a force uh, with that entertainment uh, because that's always going to be in demand. But, um, you know, the important thing is, you know, especially with all of the cuts that we've had over the years, 
you know, to a lot of school programs and um, uh, especially in our communities, in the African-American communities, you know, it's important to um, let especially our young people know that um, this art form and, and these arts are really important to our communities. And, um, you know, I think that's real important. You know, it's it's amazing that you would say that. I was, <clears throat> excuse me, watching um, a, a videotape interview um, of uh, an opera star who lives here in Northern California. Who, I mean, just Irene Dallas is her name, and and she, in her in her video interview, she shared that as she was growing up, music was such an integral part of not only her life but every child's life and you know it reminded me that she was so right and I know you can remember this in our era of growing up from elementary school throughout high school music played an integral part we had you know we could play instruments in elementary school we had orchestra in elementary school we had glee club in junior high school, as well as orchestra, as well as band, um, as well as madrigal, as well as choirs, um, and, and it went on and on all through high school. And so music was integrated with our education. It was, it was a, a, a required, a mandated part of our education. And, you know, we look at school curriculums today, and music is not there. The arts are not there, and um, you know. So what happens? Uh, I see a lot of times is that young people are only exposed to the arts, such as music and poetry, um, if it is reinforced in another aspect of their lives, uh, in their home life, or or they have joined an extracurricular group that. Um, you know, is integrated with music or poetry or both. Um, and I, I feel that that is such a misfortune because music has played such a key role um, in our lives as we, as we grow. Um, and you, you made a statement earlier that, um, you know, your education, no one can take that from you. I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. And I'd like to actually take that to the next level because... From my perspective, when you learn, you become more connected to the world and to the people and all the living things in it. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I, I really agree with that. I really your education, agree with that. yeah, allows you to become integrated with those those souls around you. And. Um, and those that and and also with those that are not around you exactly but, that you that know previously that, inhabited the world right. um mm -hmm. that left a legacy that you could partake of um and 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 have it really infuse you in that unique way that it's going to impact you um it, it's been such an amazing part and and i'm so thankful and i know you are too um, as well as many of the listeners out there um, who had the opportunity to grow up with music being that integral part. Um, my parents, just like yours, played a lot of jazz music, played all kinds of music, 
classical jazz, um, you know, R&B. Um, play, but it was a natural part of my environment, um, both in the academic environment and also in the social and in my, in my home life environment. So it has always been a part. And so likewise, when I became an adult and a parent, um, my husband and I have done the same thing with our children. I know you and your wife have done likewise, as well as many of the listeners out there. That is such a vital part of um, growth and, and really integrating with the world around you. And I think that music is just one way to do that. And I'm so thankful that SOJP Radio is here because I think that it will be one of those venues to help those not only today, but tomorrow um, become integrated like that with the world around and through um, the, the love and the learning and, and the emotion and the feeling of music. So, so thank you for that. And, and poetry. Don't let me forget poetry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, fabulous. Um, I'm going to wrap up this interview with just one more question. Um, Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry has been able to produce fantastic, and I say fantastic because not only was I a part of those shows, but I was there and actually witnessed this. But Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry has been able to produce fantastic live, I, I can't even say shows, I'll just say events, because they were so beyond shows, it was just amazing. Um, where do you see the live shows in the future? Are they going to grow? Are you going to do more than one a year? Are they going to change um, venues as in cities? Tell us about the SOJP live aspect. Yeah, yeah, that's and, and you're right. They, you know, you can't, I, I couldn't myself just call them shows. They're more, you know, like events or really productions, you know, and, you know, um, with the the first two programs, the um, you know it was kind of small because I, I wanted to make sure that we got a you know got a handle of what was necessary to produce you know a quality program because that's always been important to me. I mean, I, I wouldn't just want to put anything out there just to you know for the sake of putting it out there. I mean, I want people to be able to say, you know what, when is the next show? <laughs> or when is the next program because we are there and you know when you hear that kind of thing then you know that um, you know that you're doing something right and and really after the first program which is unusual because you know that's usually like one you just put out there and just say okay well now we got a lot of stuff that we have to do for the next one to make it better but um, we really uh, plan that first one out and it was really a quality program. So, I mean, of course, we learned, you know, some things about, you know, putting on a program because I've always liked to entertain anyway. So that part was kind of natural, um, you know, putting the program together. But what I would like to see or where I would like to see it go is, you know, maybe move to um, maybe two uh, per year because I want to make sure that it, that it stays uh, fresh and that it, you know, stays in demand and people like want to come to the program because, you know, if, you, if you're too repetitive with the program, especially the live ones, then they say, oh, well, we went to the last one, we'll miss, the, 
we we can miss this one. Maybe we'll catch the next one. I want people to always say, you know what, we got to be there because it's going to be an event. Um, and I would also like to see it because we have some dynamite musicians and poets, uh, artists in general, all over the country. You know, so I would like to see, you know, a spotlight on jazz and poetry at different different parts of the country, so that. You know, um, every I mean, everyone can't fly to Philadelphia from California to see a program, even You're though here. they might, yeah, they might hear about it and, and say, "Oh man, I wish I could be there." So, it would be nice to bring it right to their front door so that they would get a chance to, you know, experience what uh, what we experienced, you know, in in a quality program and and some of the best, um, you know, musical and and poetic talent um, that's out here. So. Um, I would like to see it, you know, see that occur. And I would also like to be able to give back to the community uh, in ways, uh, since there are such a shortage of, um, you know, artistic programs or arts programs in the different schools or or whatever the case may be, be able to, um, you know, give something back to the arts community especially when it's dealing with uh, young people, you know, and be able to share, um, you know, some, um, you know, some education with, with the youth and maybe have some, some seminars or some lectures, you know, during uh, maybe a weekend of the live show or something like that, have some of the artists that are on the show, you know, speak to the, to the children. And, Fabulous. And, talk about their experiences so that's just some of the things i like to see those sound like some really great aspects um for growth for the spotlight on jazz and poetry live event um and for those um listeners who um were not able to attend um any of the spotlight on jazz and poetry live events uh i have to tell you not only as a partner of Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry, not only as a performer um, at one of the live events, but as an audience member and a lover of jazz and poetry. Um, what you missed, I, I just can't put into words. They were amazing, amazing performances. Um, and much of, of what we saw was um, really kind of impromptu and... Um, extremely innovative but all of it 100% of it was absolutely amazing and totally totally engaging so um, you would do well to listen and, and get all the details for the next Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry live event um, I am absolutely sure that it's going to continue um, in the legacy of being off the charts in terms of live events featuring jazz and, and poetic artists. Um, just amazing. These are, these are top-notch, quality, totally, totally engaging performers, and um, you would do good to, to try to attend one of those shows. Again, um, it has been my pleasure, my honor, um, and personally my blessing to not only um, feature you, here on Bodies at Rest, um, but also to um, be a friend and partner and family 
with you. You, I oh, think, are well, an amazingly talented brother who has his head and his heart in all the right places, um, who is trying to bring to the world something that is not quite lost, but is not quite as integrated into our lives as it once was. Um, and I thank you for that. I thank you for taking the time to take a few minutes out to um, answer a sister's request to be interviewed <laughs> on her show, um, but also to, to bring with you your, your candid and, and wonderfully innovative perspectives on jazz and poetry, and not only where they came from, but where they are and where they're going in terms of spotlight on jazz and poetry. Again, if you would share with the listeners how they can get to the Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry Radio website. Oh, my pleasure. You can you can uh, log on to the Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry website at www.sojpradio.com, and uh, you get a chance to to hear some just some dynamite music and and poetry together. If you haven't heard it, you know both presented together then you're in for a treat. Again, that's www.sojpradio.com for Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry. Fabulous. Fabulous. Are there any um, words that you'd like to share with us before we close out this fabulous interview? Yeah, I would, I would just like to say that, um, you know, this, Music and, and the poetry is is truly universal, and we have to uh, think in terms of universality when we're talking about uh, associating with one another. And it's it's time for us as a people, as a human race, just to learn to. Um, and it's funny, and we're still talking about learning how to love one another, mm. but it's so very important that uh, we put all the um, the hatred and the uh, you know jealousies and everything aside as much as we can, and really you know help lift each other up um, and help each one of us, each one teach one, and each one just help one another because that's the way my God, who I believe in, would have wanted it. So that's uh, that's all I like to say, and and just. Everyone just be healthy and safe out here. Wow. Uh, you know, thank you so much for for sharing all that you have shared with us here. It has, again, been my pleasure and my honor to have taken a moment um, to, to really have a, a really fantastic conversation with you. Um, I have enjoyed this so very much. And... You know, I, I thank you for your parting words because um, I believe also that each one teach one and thereby reach one um, because we all do need to reach out and touch one another um, in, a, in a loving way, in a helping way, in a learning way, thereby in a growing way. So um, I see that you are definitely on that vibe, which is probably why you and I um, get along so well and are able to come together and, and produce the things that we produce um, on the show, um, with the live events, 
and with every other venture that, that you and I take on as, as artists and as entrepreneurs. And I thank you for that. And I'm thankful for the opportunity to share that with you. Oh, thank so, you for having me on the show, Celestia Dance. It was really, really an honor for me, and I had such a good time. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Likewise, I have enjoyed this so, so much. And, you know, as much as, as you and I, and, and I, I'll share this last tidbit with the audience, you know, to put together such a fantastic show like Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry, you know, sometimes, you know, behind the scenes, we're like two knuckleheads. We're kind of going at it. Um, because we are both perfectionists, and we all we we both want to present the best in quality to the SOJP listeners, and you know I think we've been successful in doing that thus far. I pray that we continue to do it, and if it takes you know a little a little knuckleheadedness behind the scenes to get it done, then I'm all for it because it's all done in love and it's all done. Um, with the, the respect and the regard for um, the arts of jazz and poetry. So, um, again, Celestial Dancer, you have been listening to Bodies at Rest, your online oasis away from stress. We've been interviewing Clayton Big Trigger Corley, the founder and host of Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry. There you have it. Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry's first Spotlight Conversations podcast. I'd like to thank Celestial Dancer, a.k.a. Donna Kervin, for a fantastic interview of me, and more especially you, the listeners, for tuning in. I'll see you next time for the next edition of Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry's Spotlight, Spotlight Conversations. 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 Peace. 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 Peace.